welcome back to Salt Cravings, the comedy podcast where we solve a bunch of cravings. I'm Claire. And I'm Brianna. And today, today we have rain. uh, Rain? Yeah. What is rain? We haven't seen rain in at least a thousand years here, so... (laughs) See, the thing that I think is great about this intro is that it it really is fine regardless of when people listen to it, because we're in Vancouver, so anytime people are listening to it, we probably have rain. (laughs) Right. But yeah, we haven't had rain in it in like, well, we've had rain the past couple of days, but it's been pretty scarce in terms of the year. Yeah, Um, I think we went three or four months without having it, which in a city nicknamed Raincouver is a... I've never heard that nickname before, but it makes sense. (laughs) Wow. No, I haven't haven't heard of Raincouver before, but that is what the city is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh... I hate the rain. How do you, do you like the rain, Claire? I love the rain. I was going to class the other day and people were like, oh, I'm glad it's not raining like this morning. And I was like, I wish it would rain more just to like be petty perhaps, but also Mm. because we almost hit a drought, I think. I I think I like rain on the level that I know that we need it, that I know that without it, the the earth will die. You want your feet wet, but not your hair wet. Okay. Yeah. Not, not quite. More what I was meaning was rain and snow and conditions like that make it hard for me to get around. You want to be weatherproof. I would like to be weatherproof. I would like to be protected 100% entirely from the weather. You gotta get that bubble. Yeah, Scroll exactly. in a giant bubble. I, I'm thinking, yeah, I get the bubble. Just like a gerbil, but like human size. Oh, mm. Hmm, I guess. Do you want me to do a craving? Sure. Okay, my first craving. You know, I I don't want to sound like a gamer, but I am pretty excited for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And my, my craving is for Ultimate to come out. So we can't really solve this craving unless we hack into Nintendo's servers and or, get Ultimate. Or... Yeah. You know Ultimate is about having every single fighter ever. Just give me, like, a few... <laughs> Yeah, let's let's go through and and we, say we really need to like narrow down who the top three new characters are. And I think one of the new characters that I'm really excited for yeah. is Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, same. I'm really excited for for Dracula. I think that it's been I think it's, a long time coming. I know it's gonna be just another Mario clone, but. <laughs> But I, I think that the Bloodsuck move is a cool one, because right. it does transform your opponent into a vampire as well. And the final smash sort of, like, turning into a bunch of bats and then yeah. just leaving the mm-hmm. game. <laughs> That's really interesting. I don't know why Nintendo would do that, but... It's, it's an interesting choice. It's a new mechanic, and I and I think that that's really interesting. Um, I'm really glad that they're taking risks, the sort of risks that you need to have Dracula in, in the game. Sort of throwing all of game design out and just sort of doing whatever they want. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's really what Ultimate is about. Um, I think one of my, my favorite uh, new characters, I mean, you know, we all knew it was coming. But, of course, the fact that Shrek is in the game now. I'm really excited. Is, is really cool. You know, all of his moves seem really good, but I'm really excited for his taunts. Uh, also, um, like, you can switch out, like, Pokemon Trainer and become Donkey. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a cool idea. I, you know... And, and it's really weird that they chose the gingerbread man as the trainer. That's true. I... And and also that they're still in Pokeballs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the new um, Kingdom Far, Far Away stage oh, is yeah. going to be uh, really fun. It's a temple um, reskin. 
<laughs> it, it, you know, it really brings me back to my olden days where I would play Shrek 2, the video game for the GBA. I hate that I know that game. <laughs> it was fun. Like, I know it wasn't good, but it was fun. Did you ever play the one on PS2 where you had to buy, if you, you could play with four people, but you had to buy a, a thing that let you plug in four controllers because PS2 only had two controller mm. slots. Wow. I didn't, but I, I now understand where the plug-in four controllers move that Shrek has, uh, mm. where that's an homage to. Right. Um, it's in interesting because Smash. Smash, you can have so many characters, but if, you, if Shrek is in the game, you can have three more characters after Shrek, which really that's makes true. it hard because if you just keep picking Shrek in the new characters... <laughs> There really is no upper bound on how many people can play the game. It's true. And it's a bold design choice on Nintendo's part. I think some people are going to use that to mess with the system a little bit. But uh, I mean, I'm excited nevertheless. Nintendo has frame rate proofed it after the Ice mm-hmm. Climbers debacle of on course. the Wii U. They just they couldn't have that again. And so it actually runs at like a million frames per second. Yeah. And if and it's it's really one frame per Shrek. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I do appreciate that the game has changed so much to incorporate Shrek into it. Who's who's another character who, who you are excited for in Ultimate? I'm really excited for um, the Game Shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a little confused by that one. Can you explain what the Game Shark is like? <laughs> so the Game Shark is really just like a normal shark, but it has no textures and it's 2D. It's basically mm. Game & Watch, but it's a shark. Mm. And also it's completely different because it has its own moveset and mostly it's just cheating. Yeah, well, and the fact that it can go into the stage and, like, right. dive into the stage it is a little bit cheaty. It doesn't hit any boundaries. They, yeah. Like, you can go through any anything. Like You, you, you thought, can no clip. Yeah, no, there's no there's no clipping if you are the game shark. And sort of, you just float around. You can't, there. you don't mm-hmm. take knockback. Like, you can't really fly off the stage. I, I you know... I'd worry that it would be OP, but we already have Bayonetta, so I'm not really <laughs> that concerned. Yeah, no, Bayonetta can kill the game shark. <laughs> um, oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that Bayonetta can the- also clip through all the <laughs> stages. Unfortunately, Game Shark has more jumps than Bayonetta. Right. <laughs> I think the other character I'm really excited for is... Um, from the B movie. It's the woman who leaves her fiance for the B. Um, it's a really, it was a really weird choice on Nintendo's part, I think, to put the woman in the game rather than the B, but I think it really shows their commitment to feminism. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, she is wearing a B shirt and B hats and a B mask and a B hat. So, but you know who it is, you know, yeah. you, you know, you see in the alt, the alt skins, you know. Yeah. I mean, one of the skins is just her entire skin is. The bee. In fact, just one of the reskins is the bee. It just looks like a human. <laughs> it's true, but the fact that that she is the the default there is, I think, really good um, and really positive. I think it sends a good message. It Definitely, does. if you, I mean, Smash Bros has been known for its philosophical conversations of like, what does it really mean that the woman can become the bee? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, the final smash uh, for that one <laughs> is a little weird. Um, uh-huh. I don't know why they made her have sex with the bee. <laughs> <laughs> On stage, no less. <laughs> On stage, in front of the other characters, and it just kills every other character. It's actually like the Nintendog, where it comes up and licks your screen, except it's just them. <laughs> and if you sort of get hit by their moving bodies... <laughs> 
And it's really, it's hard to get hit by the bee, but (laughs) they really put a lot of effort into figuring out how a bee and a human can have sex. It's really explicit, which is why they had to make the game, like, PG-19. It's true. Or adult, I suppose they call that rating. They call it mature. R, yeah, M. They call it M. There's too many. There's too many, and it's all of them at once. Oh, right. That's really interesting that they decided to do that, and just give it every rating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And who's your, and I just ask, who is your number one most excited character for Smash Ultimate? I'm really excited. Just like the bee, I was sort of, I wasn't really expecting this. It's sort of a blast from the past um, when they quoted My Little Toaster. <laughs> the Brave Little Toaster, you mean? The Brave Little Toaster, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But not really, because it is a combination of the Brave Little Toaster <laughs> and My Little Pony. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like it's kind of hard to tell where the toaster begins and the and the horse ends. Right. Some some people say that is a horse that shoots out bread, and some people say it is a toaster with a mane. It's really weird too, because no one actually knows what my little toaster looks like. Because if you sort of look at it, your eyes start to burn, and you have to look away. <laughs> Which makes it hard to play against. Yeah, and also advertise. Sort of like they've yeah. had a few lawsuits with the advertising. Like a, good, yeah. a lot of people sort of looked at this poster and then uh, reports of like demons taking over bodies and whatnot started to pop up. It, it, that kind of makes it make sense why they just kept it as the silhouette. Yeah, um, it's just, it's too powerful. It is distinctly too powerful, not like in the game. I don't know. It looks like a maybe it a doesn't TRC. actually have any moves. Yeah. Besides spitting toast. It's true. It it does look something like a, a tier C character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, with with no moves except one. That's that's about in tier C. Yeah, um, it just makes bread items, which other players can use against you. Exactly. But in terms of people trying to play against it and not being able to look at it, mm-hmm. I think is really going to help it move up the tier list. Sort of the support character. It just it feeds is. everyone. It, it it does. It's sort of the the mercy of Smash Brothers. And its final smash it just explodes and dies, and then more like an infinite shower of bread rains down on everyone. Everybody. And that never stops for right. the rest of the game. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, you can start new battles, but bread will still be raining <laughs> down, like, forever, even in the menu screens. <laughs> and that's really an interesting design choice. I don't know why they didn't have a setting to turn that off. I guess it's to really keep the integrity of the game. I think that's it was what just to about. sort of punish the player for choosing the character, <laughs> My Little Toaster. But yeah, exactly. And it and it provides kind of a fun element where someone comes in and chooses My Little Toaster on your account. Mm-hmm. Then it's just your, that's your life now. Mm-hmm. But I think, so here's my number one character. Okay. Here's my number one character. And it's technically two characters. Because I'm really excited for Salt Cravings to be in <laughs> Smash Brothers. It's really weird that Nintendo, like, reached out to us. Like, I know. Episode one, really. It's, like. it's, well, it's interesting. And I'm, I'm really thankful that they did. Um, cause I'm really excited to be in the game. I don't know about you. The, they surprised me. Like, we yeah. posted episode one and like five minutes later, Nintendo called us up and was like, wow, we really like this episode of you talking about what to do with your podcast. Yeah. Can we turn you both into our characters? Yeah. And they will be the best characters uh-huh. in every Smash Bros. From now on. Yeah, that's that's accurate. I, I think it was it was smart of them to make it so that we were both each other's echo fighters. 
Um, so there isn't like a, you know, a, a one person more important than the other. It's interesting because the character slot's actually empty at first and then you have to like pick yeah. which character. Exactly. Yeah. And it's sort of both of us in one. I don't know why they didn't do the Pokemon trainer type thing of having a switch out, you know, Zelda and Sheik, something like that. It is interesting because it is an empty character slot. They did yeah. have to put something there. So you can just play as the salt craving salt shaker. Now. You also can. That's, that's the other thing. That's yeah. But still cool. the same moveset, same character. Yeah, absolutely. It also still has a cane like I do. I, I wasn't super sure. What's your, uh, what's your like equivalent? Because I know that most of my moves fight with my cane. My first reaction is just like, what if I just threw my cat at people? Right. I'm yeah. loving that. I'm kind of, I'm feeling that. Because that brings May into it too. Right. It's sort of like, I'm there. Yeah. And I'm just holding my cat, sort of like yeah. how Princess Peach holds Toad. Right. But it's a counter, but it vicks. But it also does everything. Right. I'm never not holding the cat. And it's a projectile too. Yeah. Sort of like a boomerang. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's going to be really fun. It is it is a little unfortunate that we are literally like being put into the game. Right. But they did put a little recording studio in the game so that we could keep making these episodes. So yeah, so you know, from now on, you know, just be aware that we are going to be inside the digital world, and that's a choice that, that we're going to make, and that's okay. Digimon has prepared me for this. I'm ready. My body is ready. <laughs> and my body is ready for Smash Ultimate. Same. <laughs> Do you want to give me your next craving? What if I said No. <laughs> Okay, then uh, thanks everyone. That's been a good episode. Um, we really went through the cravings fast there. Yeah, so my next craving is, you know, when you've been, I suppose, away from society for a while, the first thing you do when you get back is get into a nice hot shower. Yeah. That's my craving. It's the end of isolation shower. Right. Often it happens during camping. I, yeah. I didn't want to say camping because I know camping isn't your first go-to. But I know what you mean. It's when yeah. you get back from a trip or from camping or from just having been sitting in your house playing a new video game for mm-hmm. four days. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not that that's ever happened to me. No. Oh, okay. Th- right. I, that never happened. To, I never did that. But after, you know, you've you've done one of those things, theoretically, um, and you're getting in the shower and you're just having, you're, you're feeling cleansed. You're feeling brought back into the world and brought back into society and it's very nice it's very nice it's the, it's it's calming until you start remembering all the responsibilities and stresses that you're coming back to in society. Yeah. It's really interesting though, because like the getting dirty part is never really the most fun. It drags no. out a bit. Exactly. Kind of I mean it takes a long time in order to get to the point where like, oh like the longer you wait, the better the cleaning is. Mm, so yeah. my question is, how do we speed that up? How can we satisfy this craving anytime? So I think it's just a matter of just staying in your house and not leaving and not seeing anyone or talking to anyone. And then you have the shower and it's great. It's sort of like a fermentation process. It is. It's sort of it's sort of a, a fermentation process. And then your reward at the end is this is this very hot shower. That's one way to take it. Yeah. It doesn't really speed it up. It just sort of relocates you. That's that's fair. In terms of speeding it up, here's the two solutions I see. The first one is the time machine. As oh, we've talked about okay. before, we do have a time machine. So there's so there's that option where you use your time machine to go away for a couple of days and then come back and shower. And you know, maybe you go away to somewhere to like another time to like the past 
where no one showered anyway. Oh, and then you just rub up on people a bit. Probably, yeah. That's kind of how it goes. You know, you, you get involved. You, you become this sort of lore in the history of, yeah. like, just throughout history, there's this random person. It's, always, showing it's up. always the same person. Thousands of years across time. Yeah. It's just, they come in this weird machine and they just rub up on a few people and yeah. then they just leave. Exactly. As Doctor Who has taught me, yeah. that's a good idea. Uh-huh. Um, so there's that option. The other option is, hear me out here, the dirtifier. All okay. right. This is sort of what I was... I was going <laughs> to call it the unshower, but... Yeah, it's the dirtifier. It's where you have this contraption. I think it just really speeds up the feeling of, like, I've been away for a while. And it also speeds up the accumulation of dirt. Okay. It sort of makes you a magnet. Right? Dust and dirt oh. from in whatever area you're in kind of just comes and sticks to you. And therefore, it is so relieving when you get to take that hot shower. You do stink by the end of the day mm-hmm. is the, the downside. It's really, it's the sacrifice you have to make. Because, right. because part of the process is feeling dirty. Exactly. I mean, you can't get the feeling good and clean after a long dirtifying mm-hmm. if you don't dirtify. Mm-hmm. What's the unshower for you? Is that the same thing? So it was sort of the same thing. I I sort of like imagine a shower, and as you okay, get wait, the- whoa, 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 sorry, I just need to. Okay, I'm there. Okay, so you're in the shower, mm-hmm. and you- well, okay, now I have to get in the shower. <laughs> okay, and you're turning the shower knob. Okay, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. You can, I'm I'm doing it. And so, like, the thing that comes out isn't water. It's just mm-hmm. dirt and maybe bugs. Oh, mm, okay. So, two quick questions. One, is the dirt mud or just dirt? Like, you can set it to dry or wet. In fact, I think dry is better. It's just sort of like a a powdering. Right. And the second question, how big are the bugs? Well... Are they alive? Depends on, like, you have modes also. And also, of course, they're alive. We're not just going to kill some bugs. So you just have, so you just have the ability to have live bugs crawling on your skin. This is what makes the wanting a shower so much better because after that, you're gonna want a shower. So, okay. Yeah. I, you know, I agree. Um, <laughs> and I think that, but because I've visualized this whole situation and I'm in it right now, um, I'm going to say that this feels awful. Um, it feels like you want a shower, right? It does feel like, yeah, oh, I did it. It Nailed feels it like one. I want a shower. It also feels like I might have an infection. I mean, it's sanitary dirt, obviously. And sanitary live bugs? Well, yeah. How are you sanitizing the live bugs? The same way you sanitize bugs in a lab. You breed in a sterile environment, and therefore all your bugs are sterile. Huh. Fun facts. Well, it's clearly of the science worked out. I don't know how you're going to get these sterile bugs into a bunch of, I guess, tubes and then send them to across nations to people's houses. You just have to have an unshower facility in every city. Actually, you're just, you just have to install pipes alongside the water pipes. Okay. Um, the- so you could sort of use the same shower. Yeah. And so if you twist it one way, you get bugs and dirt. And if you twist it the other way, you get water. Yeah, exactly. Here's the other thing that I think is, is useful about this. You can also... Also change the the vents at the bottom so that the drain yeah the drain you can sh- you can change the drain at the bottom uh-huh. so that the dirt and bugs that go into the drain can be reused mm, okay. because we're all about conserving bugs conserving bugs it's going to make it cheaper because this this is not a cheap process maybe each house has its own set of bugs and you just sort of reuse those bugs yeah every family is allotted an amount of 
bugs. And if you go through your bugs too quickly, you no longer have your bugs, which is really interesting because through the generations, you just grow with your set of bugs and you can start to name them and grow attached to them. And then I guess it doesn't really become an unshower anymore because now you just sort of have your friends crawling all over you. Yeah, like then they're just your pets. Yeah. Like you've just made pets. <laughs> is what you've, you've reinvented bug pets. I want, I made the pet shower. The you pet shower. You can shower yourself in pets. Shower Tiny yourself. little crawly pets. Exactly. You shower yourself in tiny little crawly pets, get all dirty, and then take a shower, but you can't shower with, with your pets. That really is the downside. Maybe we should make a third option where you can shower with your pets. Uh, the other question I have is where does the sauna fit into this? Are you roasting yourself? I was just wondering, is there a dirt sauna? Oh. Is there like sort warm of like fanning the dirt? Yeah. Just sort well, of... saunas already use rocks, right? So what if right. instead of rocks, if, instead of hot rocks, it's hot dirt? Okay. Yeah. See? You're just setting dirt on fire. I thought dirt smothered out fire. See? That's what they want you to think. Okay. Um, in reality, <laughs> Who is you just they? have to have your, uh, Big dirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, big shower. Okay. <laughs> big shower. The makers of the unshower um, okay. don't want you to believe that dirt saunas can't exist. I mean, they would have competition then. They would have competition. And I'm, I'm sort of imagining that this is kind of a corporate fight here. Yeah, capitalism battles gotta happen over this unshower. It's the best idea since 2020. It's true. It, since 2020? Yeah. It's, it's gonna take I, a few years for people to understand the majesty of the unshower. I think also it could be 2020 because like we've invented it now in 2018. Right. But someone's going to steal the then invention. Then it's the patent time. Yeah. The building exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Then you have to get those bugs in stores. Like I'm, I'm really imagining that in the hygiene section so of the supermarket. You can just pick your own bugs and sort of personalize your bug friends. It's kind of what I was thinking, right? Like, you just have in the hygiene section of your local supermarket, you just have a section of, of bugs and dirt, you and know? sort of everyone's favorite bugs are there. Everyone's favorite bugs. What's your favorite bug? <laughs> Maybe we should have put this a little uh, sooner, but content warning for bugs. We're going to get specific now. I mean, my go-to is like, I'd really like some moths. Mm. But I feel like maybe the wings would be a little too big for the shower, but also like maybe the shower just turns into a giant hole. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the options on the shower can be a giant hole for the moths and stuff. They can't fly, though, because otherwise you're going to lose friends. It's, well, no, you just have an airtight, oh, you just have an airtight shower. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. So now you're sort of flying with your friends. Uh, okay, so wait, 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 the moths make it so you can fly? I mean, it depends what, if you get the moth or the moth plus. Okay, right, that Like, you upgrade sense. your choices, you get more perks. That's a good point. I'm kind of thinking centipedes, millipedes. Wow, you picked uh, the ones that people hate the most. I don't know why. They're fun. They I got agree. 100 legs. I super love them, but they I They have know so many legs! It's like the most common phobia. Oh yeah, I guess it is, but... So many legs. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even just having like three friends, you have hundreds of legs. And my legs don't work, so I'd really appreciate <laughs> having some other people with some legs. You could, the sum of your friend's legs are even more than your legs. <laughs> Beware, I have 400 legs. <laughs> the more legs, the better. That's my slogan for the centipedes and millipedes. I mean, I guess if you do have a phobia, you're gonna want to shower after this. Exactly. The thing about this for me is, I don't know if I'd actually love having centipedes and millipedes all over me. But that's the point. But that is the point, right? Yeah. Like, 
like, you I don't think... want to want it. Otherwise, you're going to be unshowering all the time. Exactly. It's for special occasions. Like, you sh- you unshower yeah. right before a holiday. You get your mood up. Like, you unshower, then you shower, and you're ready to baste that turkey. <laughs> And plus, like, millipedes and centipedes, like, look cool in their little unshower box. They'll look great as a centerpiece for your Thanksgiving dinner. Hanging out, eating dinner with everyone else. So wait, if they come in boxes, are we putting them in the shower manually? Or yeah, do there's we just a, there's hang a, out with there's them? There's a, a thing to put the bugs in the shower. Okay, all right. Well, that's how you choose. How else would you choose? Right, right. And sort of rotate through your bugs. Yeah, you rotate through your bugs. I mean, the more advanced models do have, you can have two or three sort of flavors of bug friends and then you can sort of cycle through them. I think some bugs can be kind of a mix and match thing. Ooh, um, okay. Like you can mix and match types of ants together. Uh, maybe you oh. want like a basic normal ant and then sometimes you want a fire ant. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> I don't think a shower is going to help you after that one. No, it probably wouldn't. But no. listen, everyone has to be offered equal choice right. in what they want. And some people want to be bitten by a bunch of fire ants. Theoretically, someone in the world, not me, someone, someone in the world might want to be bitten by a bunch of fire ants. Someone who isn't me. Right. Well, who isn't after me. that very convincing <laughs> statement, how about you give me a craving? I would love to give you a craving. My craving is around a show that is now disappearing from the wonderful, wonderful lives of us. Is it Firefly? Firefly died long ago. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm referring to is Shadowhunters. Wait, um, is it being canceled? Yeah, it's being canceled. Do we get another season? I think they're finishing up the season and they're doing a movie or something and then they're done. Oh, great. Yeah. I don't know how... I mean, they I think they went through the whole book series, didn't they? they I think of, so. I don't know. And then they like went through the prequels almost. I didn't read the prequels. I never read the books. I just oh. liked the TV show. <laughs> okay. My understanding is that the TV show is a little better than the books, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Not to shit on any authors but Cassandra I mean, Claire Cassandra, like Cassandra Claire sucks. we know who the better Claire is we certainly do <laughs> the thing that I really like about Shadowhunters is that it is such cheesy urban fantasy oh it's super bad and I love it and that's what I want more of I want urban fantasy that doesn't take itself seriously that is just like over the top cheesy like sparkly magic shit in the middle of New York. And their SFX team has about $20 to work with. And also, everyone's gay. <laughs> True. Like, Shadowhunters is pretty good on the gay. They've got, some, yeah. they've got some pretty decent stuff. I think they could do better, though. Have they made anyone gay who wasn't canonically gay in the books? That's a good question. I actually don't know. Yeah. Um, I know they've made a bunch of people, like, people of color who weren't originally people of color in the books. That's good. Um, which is good. I'm just thinking... I'm sure that'll upset Oh, almost. nobody that listens to this, but some people. <laughs> presumably nobody that well, listens to this. I hope no one. What? Do we... Ha- I really hope that we don't have, like, shitty racists listening to this. I mean, statistically, potentially, eventually. That's a fun phrase. Statistically, potentially, eventually is the title of the new <laughs> urban fantasy uh, <laughs> series that we're going to make. Okay. We're doing cheesy urban fantasy, right? Magical realism, whatever you want to call it. It's in the modern day, in a city, maybe like this one. Do you I mean, want to I, I, I have your, I have your main character. Who's the main character? It's a trans girl. Great. Who is a werewolf who majors in math, which is why we have the title in the first place. So just to not to not to peer behind the curtain too much, <laughs> but I don't know uh, if you have forgotten that I am currently writing a book. <laughs> 
about werewolves. Is one of them a math major? <laughs> one of them is not a... She's not a math major, but the main character is Well, a then this woman. is my IP. Don't steal. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Hey, if... if hey, and if only one of them's werewolves, <laughs> then it's not even remotely stealing. I love this math major werewolf trans girl. And it's really fun, too, because not only does she like math, she also is super into astronomy. And so, like, mm. she's into the moon and everyone's like, yeah, no, of course she's into the moon. Like, that's just her major. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her look up and she's like, it's nearly a full moon and everyone around her is just like, oh yeah, you know, she's just comments on that how stuff. astronomers are, you know? <laughs> I mean, personally, I've, I know a few astronomers who would probably do exactly that. Nearly a full moon again, you know? Oh, we gotta get the blood moon viewing ready. <laughs> I like to really just take some time on my own when the mm-hmm. full moon comes and, you know, lock myself in my house and not leave. She's known as the private astronomer That's by her friends who absolutely. don't know. She does, of course, have friends who do know who because are they. Because they. they are also assorted types of fantasy beings. Obviously, we have to have a vampire. We've talked enough about vampires on this podcast that we have to have them. Okay. But I'm thinking she should also have a wizard friend. Wait, so she's a werewolf and she has a vampire friend. Of course she does. Is that contentious within their communities? Oh, of or it is. Okay, all it's, right. It's it's absolutely contentious in their communities. Is it Romeo and Juliet? No. Vampires no, and werewolves? No, not quite. Because <laughs> what I'm thinking is their parents kind of went against tradition and were friends. Oh, okay. Also lovers. So it wasn't just them. They they were actually raised without the stigma. They were raised without the stigma. And they were raised to, you know, be... They grew up together. So just a question. How do vampires have children? How do werewolves have children when they have to transform every month? Uh, th- I, don't, I got you there. I'm more curious about about the vampires, I can think of the werewolves. Not sure why the children of the werewolves are also werewolves, but ignoring that part, why are the? How do the vampires have children? Well, it's please explain it to me. You know how they have to justify it in the show. How do vampires have children? This is, of course, <laughs> what we're going to explain in episode one. We have to have our exposition on why vampires can have children. Yeah. What do we tell the audience? So what we tell the audience is: so you know how vampires have like super speed and super strength and stuff like that usually sure they're usually they're usually extremely fast um at least and often very strong so you have sex right before you turn into a vampire and it's super fast that, that's not where i was going <laughs> okay clearly that shows that their bodies can do all sorts of weird things and they can have children but the children having process is just sped up extremely fast is this twilight i've never read twilight they have children and then the child grows into an adult in about a year no that's not that's not what i mean oh okay what i mean is they get pregnant and give birth a week later. That's the better version. Exactly. Actually, maybe awful because the rapid cell growth would be horrible for your body. It's very painful. It's already, you know, pregnancy is already a very painful process. So this just makes it more painful. You're essentially just in a room for a week being in pain. But see, and this is the thing because the vampire who gave birth was supported not only by their vampire partner, was also supported by the werewolf parents and they like helped look after them what if the werewolf and vampire child were born on the same night during a full moon on halloween of course they were and so they of course are the exact same age they're the exact same age they're they're sort of twins in a sense right and Mm -hmm. so we get to do all sorts of parallels with them and in general they're like close with one another they're bffs till the end right which is a means we have to throw some shit their way of course we do. And I think the other person in the trio... You said a warlock. 
or a wizard. Yeah, I was thinking a wizard, and I was thinking the wizard originally starts out as like an enemy, right? Ooh, okay. The wizard is maybe it's like the wizard is like a wizard bounty hunter. And oh my goodness! Got like a job to go after these two or something like that. I guess that's the season plot is who sent the bounty hunter? Exactly. Okay, that's right. season one. Who sent the bounty hunter? How do they convince this bounty hunter that their friendship is worth more than the bounty? Because the bounty hunter wizard's kind of a wuss. This is his first shot at a bounty, and he kind of meets them, and he's like, Was hey. the wizard... Okay, not to go full shadow hunters here, but was the wizard also born the exact same day, and this also... Oh! <laughs> Somewhere bloodline, some fate plot. Oh, like, yes, of, he they was. were always destined to come together oh, and be best friends. Absolutely. <laughs> they were all born on the same night. And, and it was under like a blood moon on Halloween. Under a blood moon on Halloween. Oh, see, that's the other thing about werewolves and vampires having mm -hmm. like children is while vampires do it in a week, werewolves have it so that the blood moon allows them to like give birth. As a werewolf, essentially. As a werewolf. I guess that's the only way you would have a child who is also a werewolf. That is, okay. See, there's the explanation. No normally werewolves do just have human children, but if you're born under a blood moon, you are also not only just a werewolf, you yeah. are a werewolf that doesn't change at the full moon, but can change whenever you want. Oh, yeah, and we have a cool name for them, like how Shadowhunters has a day for <laughs> vampires who can go in the day. Yeah. We, They're essentially yeah. like, this is how shapeshifters started, and we mm. have shapeshifters, but eventually down the line, it was more than just wolves, like shapeshifters started to be able to shift into other things. What if, hey, what if the wizard is, is a shapeshifter, shapeshifter who doesn't realize it yet? Okay. And then partway through the season, he shapeshifts and it's like a big, you know, cliffhanger reveal. <laughs> he shapeshifts into a bucket of water. <laughs> Wow, this really pales in comparison to the other God, side. I hate you. <laughs> but I, I love that. He shapeshifts into a bucket of water because it's like, you know. There's a burning house. A burning <laughs> house. A bucket of water. And he's trying to cast a water spell. It just ends up like a changing Becoming. into water. Okay. And we've all been there. So there's our there's our main trio. What else is there? So it's so it's figuring out who sent the bounty hunter. Right. Um, and in order to find that out, they have to go through all of these different urban fantasy right. realms. They have to find like, the fortune, the legend that yeah. of course we're told of three triplets, but not really triplets, but by birth. Or something. That's um, how all triplets are. Just like um, triplets, not by blood, but by but bond. by moon. Oh, but by, by moon. moon. Okay. That's triplets, not it. by blood, but by moon. Yeah. Save the world. Something. Something. Prophecy. Something. Something. Prophecy. The one thing that I really want us to do in this that I don't know if Shadowhunters super does because Shadowhunters kind of gets away with like, oh yeah, you know, they just have charms that make it so they're invisible. Right. Weak. That's weak. <laughs> See, what I'm thinking here is you can become invisible to humans, but you become incredibly visible to spirits and demons. I suppose, but also, and that's an option. I was also just thinking about, like, it's integrated with the world. Like, it's not just, it's not just like, oh, here's the, because this is kind of what Shadowhunters and a lot of urban fantasy does, is like, here's the the real city, here's the, here's the, like, human city, okay. and then sort of under or on top of it, or, you know, through, like, glamour or whatever you want to call it. Demonopoly. Like, yeah. Demonopolis? Demonopolis. Demonopolis. Like, there's this other 
other world mm-hmm. of like the magic stuff. But I'm thinking they're not separate worlds. They're just like some people only have access to oh, one half. Like you walk into a barber shop, like, and like it's a barber shop. But then yeah. if you walk into the barber shop backwards, yes, at the right time, then it actually like it goes to a different exactly or. It's just stuff like major landmarks of the city mean something different when you are a magic person. There's a statue somewhere that to normal passersby, it's just a statue, but you can talk to it. Right. It's like a sphinx or something like that. Great. And that's one thing that they have to do, of course, on their quest. Well, is that, I think that's episode four, because we have to have the first three episodes being like, the wizard needs some time to become the friend. The, the first episode is introducing characters, and it kind of ends with the wizard being like, I have to take on this bounty. And then the next <laughs> Is that how the wizard talks? (laughs) It's how he pretends to talk. When he's like, he's like, I have to do this. And then he actually comes and he's like, hey, hey." hi. Just sort of voice cracky. So are they teenagers or are they young adults? There's an ambiguous kind of area in there. (laughs) Right, so it really is shadow. (laughs) And then the second episode is the the wizard like tracking them down and they like you know defeat him really easily can we have filler episodes I want not just a hundred percent plot I want oh we're having filler filler episodes where like they go to school together because like they also go to school (laughs) but like normal school right normal school but they also go to like two schools right and it's like a double life do they have human friends they have to have they go to human school they have to have human human friends friends. and so like who's our token human like what the like? human who like gets involved with the right. World. Does the human know at the start of the season already? No. Or do they f- oh no. Okay. Is I it think, the wizard that they... messes everything up? And I sort think of the so. wizard is yeah. the reason. That they... Absolutely. And so it's kind of four people, I guess. But okay. that's that's chill. The the human like gets involved, but we're not doing the shadow hunters thing where the human later on <laughs> becomes, becomes a, vampire. a vampire or whatever. Um, no, in, of course this human in our becomes version, a fairy. God, I was gonna say that the human just stays a human, but I also love that the human, you know, the human becomes a fairy <laughs> also like the size of a, of a fairy tiny like i i don't know i kind of like the idea of the human just being a human and just like just being the character who's like everyone's like stay in the car and then uses the, the car. car no but then oh, uses okay. the car to run over like the villain or whatever because well, they're right? all like, like losing because they're all teenagers trying exactly. to fight this like shadow organization yeah and the human can drive also that's I mean, important duh, like no one else can drive <laughs> God. This is the this is their driver. What if the human what if the human is incredibly rich and just this gives us our God. plot line of wow, they just showed up with this like fancy car and yeah. now we get to have like all these fun tools like Oh, you needed a zombie catcher? I have your tool. Yeah. Come into my ten thousand Lamborghini cart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we okay. So don't freak out. But I hired a ghost hunter, and I think they're really gonna help you out. And then it's just the Ghostbusters. It's just the Ghostbusters. <laughs> this is so good. And of course, they're hiding all this from their parents. They like they they can't. Their parents can't know about any no, of this. Of course not. What do we call it? We had a name for it. What was the words that you said? <laughs> right. I don't remember. We can come up with another name. What if it's probably destiny? Is the title "What if it's probably destiny" or just "Probably Destiny"? Probably destiny. Okay. Because it's, I don't know, that's a that's a possible name. The catchphrase. We, that's ha- one of we them. gotta have a catchphrase. Like, well, that's one of the things that they... Oh, show. yeah, they say it at one point. It's probably Destiny. <laughs> that's how they close every episode. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like, I don't understand why, why this 
Why and me? Probably and, destiny. Yeah, he was just standing there like, I don't know, it's probably destiny. And we have to have every character on the show say it at least once. Oh, yeah. Somehow. We have to work it into their oh, lines. of course. Somehow. Even characters who show up for like a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, you walk into a deli and like the characters are just like getting a sandwich or something. And they're <laughs> like, oh, can I get that bologna? And the butcher's like, probably destiny. And they're just like, <laughs> hands them bologna. That sounds like some baloney to me. <laughs> Do you want to give me our final craving of the night? It's not night. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do you want to give us our final craving of this wonderful, wonderful episode? Mm, I suppose. Okay. So you know how sometimes when you're in school and you have to go to school and be at school. I've never experienced this in my life. I don't know what you're referring to. Okay. Well. No, I know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do it four <laughs> days a week. <laughs> my favorite. Favorite, favorite craving is getting the hell off school campus. Yeah! Not just, like, not being on campus, but leaving. Actively yeah. getting as far away from campus getting as possible. The feeling of getting on the bus. Getting home. And looking behind you and being like, I will never come back here until tomorrow. Yeah, basically. That's the feeling that I have going down the mountain every day. I literally get to feel the descent from school. The feeling of just going down, down from the mountain is so nice. It's like, oh my god, I'm going back to where humans live. Wow. The air is getting so much less thin. <laughs> it's a little different. It's uh, it's sort of like, wow, we have our little remote town where nobody really ever leaves, but you can't really reach the outside world until you're in the outside world. Exactly. There comes a moment where you go from being at school to not at school. Right. And that's a great moment. Besides the bus, what are some ways just sort of getting off campus as soon as possible? Helicopter. Okay. Because, I mean, you know, mountain. Right? Right. Helicopter. You know, you have your, your helicopter pick you up and you just ride that okay. back to wherever you are. And and that's kind of the opposite of what I just described of descending because you're ascending. <laughs> yeah. So you want to sort of not do what you normally do. You want to go up instead of down and exactly. live with the cloud people. I do want to live with the cloud people. I think that would be way more fun than going to SFU. So there's that possible solution. Do you have a possible solution for this one? Mine wasn't as, I suppose, realistic, right. you could say. What are you thinking here? Catapult. Okay. You are on campus and then you just cut the rope and you are not on campus anymore. So do you remember uh, a couple of episodes ago where we talked about, um, we did mention catapults. We talked about metal carpeted catapults. <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm envisioning here. So we can use our metal carpeted catapult. And that's how it's comfy because it's carpeted. And also it's still exactly. strong because it's metal. Exactly. And then you have a carpet to catch you. Right. Um, it, like instead of a net. Yeah. Sort of like you, you set your carpet net up before yeah. you leave and then like you go to school yeah. but then when you're leaving school you set up your catapult and you are home instantly yeah I, I'm into that really this is about the feeling of having left I mean, it's interesting that we both picked options that get us into the air. It's Maybe true. we just want to be above our school. I see. The thing is, I want to be above my school, but I think if I go any higher than my school, I won't be able to breathe very well. <laughs> I don't know what people who live up there do it, but they probably, when they come down, have just lungs full. Just they're getting the full air and they're like... <gasps> 
They're like <gasps> humans plus. They're right? humans plus. They can run faster than mm-hmm. the wind. It's true. Because they absorb the wind. They have extra wind power. <laughs> yeah. The unfortunate thing about people who live up there is they never get this feeling. Mm-hmm. They don't get to leave. Because even if you live like in the area around, the area around called University, C-I-T-Y, University, which so is it's awful. the city of the universe. I guess. But it's like, it's meant to be university. They are all always in the university oh that is my worst nightmare it's my worst nightmare too i like house sat for someone up there once and i was like this is the worst experience of my life not true was (laughs) the house just a classroom with whiteboards desks and chalk it may as well have been okay so this is this is kind of a fun story and by fun i mean awful i used to house sit a, a here and there and dog sit as well um just sit on some dogs and this one place was this small like apartment where this mother and daughter lived and I think the mom was the one who went to the university they were some odd people the apartment basically had no furniture oh there was like in the kitchen there was an island with no stools or anything in the living room there was like a patio chair that was it and then there was a little fenced in area where you'd put the dogs when you left and you'd have to play something for them so that they were okay because these dogs were not trained they were not well potty trained one of them uh the one of the worst things was one of them when had been trained somehow so when that she saw the leash she peed (laughs) so you had to basically pickpocket the leash and just like like really just make it so that she didn't see it and then you'd have to like carry her she was a tiny dog you'd have to like carry her outside and then when she got outside then you have her pee because otherwise she would pee on the floor and you have to clean that up and it was awful but the other thing that was great about this place and by great i mean terrible was like i said there's no furniture it's pretty bare there's not a whole lot like there and it it looks like you know they didn't really you know they went back and forth between there and another place or something like that but the thing was there was one interesting thing in the house which was i I went looking for a blanket under the bed and because they, they had some, some sort of blankets and I found one, but I also found that it was covering something. And I, I uncovered what it was and there was, so there was this box and inside the box, there was a rifle. <laughs> oh, I think you house sat for ghosts. I think that was the rifle that killed them. <laughs> You know, it might have been, but also the other alternative explanation is they were from Alberta, so oh. that that probably also could explain it. But the I same just, thing, but whatever. Yeah, honestly, everyone from Alberta is a ghost. That's what we're saying here. But yeah, it was kind of terrible because I was up on the mountain. It was snowing. I didn't get to leave the mountain really. It was like over Christmas or whatever. So that's generally something I think we should avoid. Don't just leave a single chair and a rifle in your home and then ask someone to house it. At. Yeah, but also, I mean, in terms of that's kind of apparently the culture that there is of people who live up at SFU. So that's why it's important to get away from your university. You will like, eventually turn into that. You will eventually turn into that. So it's important to to get off the mountain. They had dogs. And yes. if you were at university long enough, does this mean you just get to have dogs now? Yeah, but apparently they're really poorly trained. Okay, so like you can live in the city, but you can't have dogs unless you live at the university. 
city. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it works. I love dogs so much. I would not want to have those dogs. <laughs> One was like super, super young and super, super tiny and was adorable, but also needed to constantly be on top of you. That was also the one who peed when she saw the leash. And she was super excitable and super like that. And then the other one was like an older dog that was a little bit bigger, but not much. Point is, all dogs are great dogs. Those dogs were not great dogs. (laughs) But it does make me think of a way that you could get off the mountain is a dog sled. Oh, okay. You know? Is there snow or are we modifying the dog sled? Or are we just having a dog sled and just hoping it goes on concrete? You know, any option is is great. I like the idea of modifying the dog sled. I'm thinking it hovers. I'm thinking oh. it hovers just to keep our air theme going here right. of ways to get off them, get away from university. In the so air. we have a flying dog sled. We are Santa Claus. Yeah, okay. That is a thing that I just realized. So that is you actually go to leave campus. You you go to your parked dog sled. Your dogs have been waiting for you while you're in classes, and you're pulling out of the parking lot with your dog sled, and then you just sort of yeah. And then the dogs turn into reindeer. You grow a full beard, and like your clothes turn red, and then you, you turn start, into Santa Claus. You turn into Santa as, and as start was established in the canonical film Santa Claus with with Tim Allen, sure. the one where he turns into Santa Claus after killing Santa Claus. Right. Santa needs a degree too. Santa needs a degree too. Thanks for coming to Salt Cravings. Yeah. I I agree there and uh, it's been it's been great. Thanks for having with me the last episode of this podcast that we're going to have not in Smash Brothers like since yeah. we're going to be in Smash Brothers. I mean you came to visit us today. Maybe you could come by and visit us in the Smash Bros world. Exactly. We like the Nintendo Watch Switch. out for the Game Shark though. <laughs> we I really hope we don't get eaten by the game shark. I mean everyone eventually gets eaten by the game shark. That is the rule of the game shark. Shark rule. Yeah. Thank you for listening and you can go ahead and find us on social media at Salt Cravings on <laughs> Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. What are we doing? Uh collaborations that oh, we're okay. doing here. And you know what? You can submit us cravings and that'd be cool because we will talk about your cravings if you yeah. do. And, and if also, you want to be our best friends forever, you can go and leave us a review on iTunes. And if you do... We will be certified best friends. We will. we will. email you a certified <laughs> best friend receipt. Yeah. Just like just like uh, tell us that you've you've left a review yeah. and you will get that certificate in the, in the mail, in Great. your actual house thanks and i think what we've learned from all these cravings today that um we've learned that smash bros is gonna be a buck wild game hell yeah it is (laughs) 